0: Hey, do click follow button for MSME Talk on the platform where you are listening to get notification for the next episode release. We are glad to share that we have completed 10 episodes so far and have got peak 26 category rank in India. We have featured industry experts who work chairmen, CXOs and founders covering variety of topics. This is episode number 11 of MSME Talk featuring guiding principles from episode number 1 to episode number 10. To get new episode alert from MSME Talk, send Hi to WhatsApp number 8097665085. Welcome back to MSME Talk Podcast. MSME Talk podcast is for micro, small, medium enterprises, startups, and entrepreneurs, in which we discuss with industry experts and experienced entrepreneurs on specific value addition guidance and solve queries to help build long-lasting businesses. Each episode is unique in itself, as it has covered different topics which needs a complete listening. Along with the guidance on the specific topic, our guest shared some guiding principles, hacks and tips. In this episode, bringing for you collection of guiding principle hacks and tips shared by the guest who are featured from episode number 1 to 10. Some of the guiding principles could be specific to the topics discussed while others could be general in nature. It's good to go back and listen these as reminders. Now, let's listen nuggets from our previous episodes on guiding principles, hacks and tips. Hello, everyone. Heartfelt gratitude to our listeners for such an overwhelming response for MSME Talk podcast and guests who have featured on the show to share their learning and knowledge. We are glad to share that we have completed 10 episodes so far and have caught peak 26th category rank in India. We have featured industry experts who work chairmen, CXOs and founders covering a variety of topics. Here is the list of topics and featured guests of MSME Talk in chronological order from episode number 1 to episode number 10. Episode number 1, Business Structures featuring Shrija Shait, Founder Legal Ways. Episode number 2, Business Agreements. Featuring Manu Grova, founder My Retail Care. Episode number three, marketing process featuring Madhulika Joshi Palod founder Martist. Episode four, business loans featuring Ragini Bajaj Chaudhary, investment director Caspian Debt. Episode number five and six, working capital part one and two featuring Charudata Pandey, co-founder Sumax expert. Episode Seven: Survival Matrix featuring Mr. Shachindra Nath, Executive Chairman and Managing Director of UGRO Capital. Episode Number Eight: Capital for Business featuring Aditi Jeswal Founder of Entrepreneurship Drive. Episode Number Nine: CFO for Business featuring Ashwarya Ravi, CFO of Kinara Capital. Episode Number Ten: Instamojo Online Store featuring Akash Kehani. Chief Operating Officer and Co-Founder of Instamojo. Each episode is unique in itself as it has covered different topics which needs a complete listening. Along with the guidance on the specific topic, our guest shared some guiding principles, hacks and tips. Some of the guiding principles could be specific to the topics discussed while others could be general in nature. Now let's listen nuggets from our previous episodes on guiding principles, hacks and tips in chronological order from episode number one. So let's hear what Richard, said, founder of Legal, we shared in episode number one as guiding principles for our listeners.
1: If I think about it, three major principles to any business, I think the first thing first is a people-centric approach, and which very commonly is misunderstood to be a customer-centric approach, right? Ideally, if you are a good leader, in my opinion, you will take care of your employees. So in turn, they further take care of your customers. And that is that is a larger value of being people centric as opposed to being a customer centric where you always keep blaming your employees for not servicing the customers in the right way, which I I, I think is a pathetic approach to be with. Uh, I very genuinely believe that. I mean, I, my my customers are only as happy as my employees are and so that's definitely one Uh, the second one very much in line with is uh, you start empowering people with responsibilities uh, and at the same time you make them accountable for achieving that so ideally i wouldn't want to dictate a lot of things rather would want to provide opportunity to people who would uplift their profiles and do things which are above and beyond their regular capacities and push their boundaries and it is okay to make mistakes in that as long as they are not repeated mistakes. Uh, So empowerment and accountability is I think the second biggest principle. And the third is integrity in my opinion is, um, is very important for any business especially the businesses now who invest a lot in acquiring customers. It becomes the most critical thing to succeed is to retain that customer and how you can retain the customer is when you incentivize or when, when you excite them to come back to your website or to your portal or to your shop uh, every time and again and buy new things with you and that will only happen if you have an approach of integrity and and working in the best best capacity to you know solve their problems rather than how to you know figure out make more money out of it so i think i think those are the three very guiding principles that I I typically try to follow. Hopefully, I do follow.
0: Shrijay also mentioned something interesting about legal hygienistics. Let's hear those.
1: Um, So three legal hygienes, I will... This is uh, really interesting because I genuinely think that the business has to be very strong legally on three fronts. One is how you start the business. Second is how you manage the business. And third is how you protect your business. Uh, The third one definitely is... Underrated, but probably the most important, right? Uh, so when I say how to start the business, we largely covered that in our conversations, you know, about the structures and what makes the best structure for your. Uh, second is how you manage the business, which has to do with keeping it compliant with law and really getting out of the mentality that it is complex or it is costly or it is difficult to deal with professionals. It is not really so, and and that is why a lot of companies like ours are really making a very meaningful effort to make this consumption of law go very easy, very transparent, very accessible in a lot of different ways, kind of democratize it, right? The third thing and and which is probably the most important thing is how to protect your business, right? And, And that you should really think of because this environment is very competitive. Legally, if you you have a lot of different tools to kind of protect your business you should make the best use of that and and primarily i would want listeners to kind of think in two different directions one is how you protect your intellectual property either through trademarks patents copyrights design so on so forth and second you protect the existence of the business and the know-how of the business which is rather through contracts and agreements right so you have your non-disclosure agreement you have your co-founders agreement you have your employment agreement or contract you have your non-compete agreements uh you have your slas or the service level agreements and all these contracts and agreements what they really do is they define very clearly the scope of work and the boundaries that one or the other party cannot cross without getting into the jeopardy or getting into the legal consequences and so so i think these are three sort of uh, hygienes. if you keep these hygienes clean and neat i think your business is you know legally in a very very good shape
0: let's take a quick break MSMEs and startups are looking for various kinds of support and upgrade are you a product service provider expert, advisor, consultant, mentor for MSMEs and startups, do reach out to MSME Talk to list your business. Check the link in the description. So let's hear what tips Manu Grover, founder of My Retail Care, shared in episode number
2: two. Very quick tips for entrepreneur is keep the things simple. The more you complicate the things, the more chances of it getting complicated at a later stage ensure that you hire the right expert that suits your need and requirement don't fall prey to the shortcut or uh, avoid things which will have a larger implication at a later stage ensure that you Close on a things as, as we started the conversation, it was like, can we have a supplier agreement first in place? So as, as there are no legal guidelines, but the process is very simple. Let the business be done in a manner in which it should be done rather than avoiding things which impact at a later stage. And last but not the least, as we say that let lawyer be your best buddy and it is hired at the initial stages to avoid them at a later stage, which has a very ramification impact and a negative impact on the businesses. So
0: now let's hear what guiding principle Mathulika Joshi Palod, founder of Martist, shared in episode number three.
3: Okay, that's interesting. Okay, I would like to start with the fact that every entrepreneur or a MSME-based business owner or a company needs to acknowledge and believe that marketing works, right? So believe in marketing in the first place, because when the belief doesn't exist, then whatever we do is like, as we said, that we are just doing it for the sake of, you know, just, you know, trying to, okay, chalo, let's try it out. Let's do it. No, it it has to start from the belief that marketing is extremely, extremely important to set your product right to set the perception right for your company in the long term and that is a mix of several aspects it's a mix of the right logo it may start as simple as having the right color for your brand the right packaging in case if your product uh the bright branding the right messaging what kind of messaging you want people to associate your product category so all these In the long term, if you want to be a sustainable and a growth based business, you have to look at these aspects and you have to believe that this is going to work for you because there are two mindsets that exist. One that say that, yes, they believe and others say that, no, without this also we can manage it. So if this belief existed, say, around a decade back, like 10 years back, we were talking, maybe I can say that, yes, to some extent it would have worked. But today we know the amount of competition that has come up in every category and every industry. The way there is a clutter as we spoke in the area of digital when people are wanting to promote themselves and push themselves, you will be left far behind if you do not invest in the right ways of marketing your business, right? So that belief is extremely important and it's the first step that you need to move forward with if you want to make yourself, you know, go to the next level as an organization. The second uh. Uh, area of uh, you know understanding i would like to share is you need to spend but spend wisely right so spending let's not shy away from spending because you because you are in the area of business you've got and you're functional is why you're spending if you were not functional you wouldn't right so the fact is that you have to invest in the right place and you have to understand that if i do not invest i will not get the returns of investment that i'm looking for to grow so let's not have the mindset and the block that no it's not important right now it is you got to if you want to create awareness you have to spend to be there in whatever medium you choose irrespective you're not getting into that part but i think spending is important at the same time spending mindfully not that you just want to go all out and just in one medium you spend lakhs and lakhs and not aware of why you should have done just because you like to see an ad of your business coming in a newspaper you did an ad. So, you know, that's again coming from that personal way of looking at your business, a personal attachment to your business. Uh, because I like to see my business because others will see and say, hey, this is the business this person started. You know, so there we go through such uh, kind of, uh, you know, ways of looking at things. So I think we have to detach ourselves from that and look at it from a very aerial view perspective to get the right vision for why to and how to lead things. And the... The last part is, and a very, very crucial part is, believe in the theory of delivering what you promise. I think the disconnect happens and the, the, uh, I would say, uh, I'm using the word damage literally here, happens when whatever we have promised is not delivered at the end level. So for every entrepreneur, it's extremely important to keep the promise intact at the grassroots level. And that's what the success of any brand it's today one of my most favorite brand which comes uh, you know it may sound like a very big brand today but I think we talk about a few years back I think it was a very like just a just a known brand for us like it existed but was it was not a very important part of our life but today when we think about Amazon I think we cannot imagine our life without not ordering anything from that e-commerce brand right and not just that the commitment it has to its customer in terms of delivery, the service, the return policies, everything to do with the customer service intact is has made the brand what it is today. So, and I'm sure every entrepreneur's aspiration and goal is to become oh, number one it's in its own category, right? And to be the best. So I think to be that or to become that at some stage of their life, of their business life, is to, to pay attention to the promise and to... keep you know, bridge that gap between the promise and the delivery. So I think these are the three very, very crucial points that I want, you know, I feel each one of us as entrepreneurs needs to understand.
0: Madhulika also mentioned some tips and hacks. Let's hear those now.
3: Right. Uh, Well, Tripit, there are lots of hacks that way, but I'll try to cover up a few in in this episode today. Uh, To start with, uh, I think uh, uh, entrepreneurs and business owners from MSME particularly should uh, focus on retargeting approach on digital. Uh, retargeting is one area. So while uh, if you look at social media advertising or marketing or digital advertising, marketing, there are enough, you know, it's it's been beautifully integrated from the back end where there are clear audience targeting available, clear segment wise targeting, interest wise targeting available. But I think one area which a lot of people miss out on is retargeting. So what retargeting actually means is that the people who have visited your digital assets like your website you know let's say people have visited your website 3 4 times in a month or 3 4 once or twice in a in a week you know uh, they are the ones who have experienced your brand in some form or the other they have read about your brands they have read about your various categories existing that you've displayed on your website to reach out to those customers with the help of communication and messaging can go a long way in helping you convert the business, correct? So I think retargeting as an option is one area which which every business should now start focusing more on. In fact, even social media of late has started this retargeting option. And what it means is that the people who saw your ad earlier and indulged with your ad in some form or the other, let's say, you know, you are an e-commerce uh, brand, right? And you you have created an ad on instagram with a with a shop now action uh, call to action as they say uh, people did click on it but they somewhere left the journey they couldn't you know they didn't convert the final they didn't reach out to the final stage of the purchase but they somewhere browsed you but they left the journey from there i think it's um, important for them to show the ad again to that same consumer because it has a it has a better resonance it has a better connect because a person has seen you in some form or the other And that's where the retargeting option is very, very crucial. I think it should be a part of every digital marketer's uh, agenda and every entrepreneur's agenda, uh, you know, when you're servicing or trying to reach out to your... And I'm sure every MSME company has a digital... has a website, has a digital presence, which is a must in today's time. Uh, You need to have your web address. So if you are creating a website, make sure that, you know, the pixels are integrated for the retargeting option, which I'm sure the technical team that you operate would easily be aware of. yeah. So that's one. The second part is paying a lot of attention to the customer reviews and showing it off on the social media platforms. right? So uh, we've spoken at length on the relevance of customer feedback and customer reviews. Uh, and as we're living in a very expressive community world where people are sharing content, people are sharing both good and bad Uh, sentiments that they carry about a brand, you know, when they feel very happy, they share when they feel extremely frustrated, they share. So I think if you're living in such a shareable community, we have to make sure that if there are good reviews about your brand, your business, you've got to show it off in the social world. So talk about it, you know, this is what our customers feel about us. So customer testimonials, especially showing it off on the digital platform can again be very, very helpful. And I think it's very important to make the right use of it. And lastly, using call to action approach. So we we spoke about content marketing and I think it's great to have a compelling content, compelling messaging for your ads or for your social media post, etc. But if you're not coupling it up with a call to action approach, right? Uh, Where can a person reach you? Where can a person buy you? Where can a person call you? You know, where can a person visit you? So if that call to action is clearly late in your communication, that will help you in better and a much faster conversion. Right. So call now or a book now, as they say, if you're a hotel, if you're a restaurant, if a small, uh, you know, any service chain or whatever that you would belong to. Right. So book now comes handy. Uh, Visit our website is again very important call to action because your ideal goal is to make as many people visit your website from a particular platform. So if your visitors are visiting a social media platform, that community ideally should be reaching out to your website because it's it's like you're exposing yourself to the digital community virtually, right? So, And that's extremely important. And asking for feedback. I think this is, again, a lot of good, you know, like companies who grow, uh, do it very well, is asking for feedback, you know, help, which also helps in improving yourself in the long term you know because people do give you feedback about where you went right where you didn't go right and what are the ways you can actually improve it's it's a, it's a sort of an research about yourself in a way that you're trying to ask your consumers where can we help you better you know where can we serve you better so I think these are some of the hacks to start with that I wanted to share with all the listeners
0: let's listen to Ragini Bhattar Chaudhary Investment Director Caspian Debt what she shared the guiding principles with us in episode
4: number 4 so i think the first uh, guiding principle would be that best funding is from your customers neither debt nor equity so you are in you are in good business if your customers are paying for the product and you know because that is the that is where all the funding is required to get the revenue right so that either advance or you have a recurring revenue from your customers, you know, because they like your product, they pay pay for it, you know. So that is your best, uh, least possible credit. And also your product is worthy of recurring revenues, you know. So that is one thing, meaning it's so important in their lives that they want to pay and get it. That is one thing, you know, that is a test of your business model. If you have a paying customer and wants to willing to pay Second is go after profitability rather than funding. celebrate profitability. you know look to build sustainable businesses uh, you know funding will get used up you know at some point you will have to answer the call and become profitable so do that right in the beginning. have a clear roadmap to profitability not in first year, not in second, but whenever you know you can't endlessly remain not profitable the Third important guiding principle, and I think it will help you transition from informal to formal, is transparency. Be very transparent about sharing information, recording it um, carefully, maintaining your books and accounts, compliances. So, in a large bucket of governance, have a great governance around everything because keep your business and you separate when it comes to taking things from business. But it is the same when you are giving things to the business. And start small. Governance begins from start because that is your value system which takes you forward. Otherwise, you will remain small. Rakini has shared some tips also. Let's listen to those. So, I think very quick hack is like I talked about, uh, you know, discipline of your cash. No check bounces. uh, Absolutely. For that, I think important to set reminders. Are your customers paying on time? Are you complying with uh, the compliances, GST, uh, income tax, ESI, PF, you know, set reminders for yourself. Third is, are you paying suppliers on time, anybody? So even if you do it in three times in a day, keep an eye, don't lose it. Lose focus on any of these. And I think uh, have to be very, you have to transcend past, present and future as an entrepreneur. Don't forget what you have learned in the past from your experience, which customer did not pay, which article of CA firm missed the deadline, which supplier you missed paying. Don't forget that. And what happened because of that, right? So that will keep you on track. Present, of course, keeping track like reminder and future is Look ahead. Is my order book enough to take me through the next six months or should I start the business development now for the next three months? Do I need funds now or in the next three months? Then I should start raising now. You know, you can't dig the well when you are thirsty.
0: Let's hear what Charu Datta Pandey, founder shared as guiding principles in episode number five and six.
3: Let's take a quick break
0: hey msme talk listeners hope you have not missed subscribing to our newsletter for the latest news blogs podcast updates. check the link in the description we don't spam your inbox and hence we do have one of the highest rate of newsletter opening
5: in the industry the guiding principles today is first cash is the key so first thing that you need to look at is that ensure that you are getting the cash in time so uh, collecting the money uh, is the one that thing they look at it. The number two, the inventory that you are going to convert into finished good in mm. next three months is the reality. Beyond that, everything is hope. And the third thing, get the maximum working capital from the bank. Your own capital is going to cost you double that of bank, so get as much as possible from the bank.
6: Let's also hear
0: what tips Charudata Pandi gave to our listeners.
5: The first thing, get your money. Okay. If it is required for you to discount your bills by 1%, it is absolutely fine to offer that 1% particular one percent discount and get the money in your bank rather than letting that with the client. So the first thing that you need to look at is that start looking at discounting your bills and get it upfront. If it is not happening, talk to your client and talk to him regarding a formal bill discounting through his bank or your bank but get the money upfront. That is one. Number two that you need to do is to register yourself on the Receivables Exchange of India. Okay, this is a government of India promoted uh, platform wherein you can go and upload uh, your invoice. Once your invoice is uploaded on the platform, your client can go and accept uh, this invoice. And the moment it is accepted by your client, it will be put up for auction. Whoever need, whoever has that money, will uh, offer you the credit. You will get the money upfront, and your client will uh, ultimately pay the uh, party who is discounting your bills. So, getting yourself uh, on the Receivables Exchange of India is something that you have to do. The third thing that you need to do is to ensure that all your GST returns are filed on time. Believe me, we are going to have a a substantial GST linked incentives coming our way. So you need to have your GST thing done very correctly and done as early as possible. So that's a third thing that you need to work on. The fourth thing that I would ask you to work on is again repeating get the bank limits. That is the cheapest form of capital. And that is something that you have to do as early as possible and as much as possible. And the final thing that I will tell you is to look at structuring your transactions. So agreeing on a price point with the client is just the beginning. The real deal happens after that. Okay. So uh, in uh, Marathi, uh, there is a proverb called Yuddha Jinkliani which means that you have actually won a war, but you lost the war when you were actually signing the treaty, the peace treaty. Okay. So what you need to do that just by getting that particular agreement or the price point agreed or getting the confirmation from the client is not sufficient. What you need to do is that you need to work on structuring that particular transaction with the client. You need to tell him that this is the payment term that I am agreeing with uh, my vendor. I have done the due diligence. This is what I need to pay. So you need to pay me this amount upfront for me to uh, work for you. So limit your exposure to the minimum to the working capital that you have got. If the client is asking you to buy too much of material, let let him pay directly to the vendor. You may lose 4 or 5% that you would have got in the material, but that would ensure that you are not losing the contract. So structure your transaction, let the client buy the material, give it to you. You focus on what is your core competence, that is the conversion. So structure your transactions at each point in time to ensure that you are able to get those big orders, get those big contracts. Now let's go to
0: episode number 7. And here, what valuable guidance was shared by Sachindranath, Executive Chairman and Managing Director of YouGrow Capital in episode number 7?
7: Okay. So I think so entrepreneurship is all about taking risk, right? So what I've told you that, you know, we build sustainable business, build sustainable cash flow, you know, do this. But, it, you know, entrepreneurship or as the small businesses succeed on taking risk, right? So I would say that build ability to take calibrated risk. So you have to take the risk, uh, but take calibrated risk is, I think, so the first guiding principle. Second is have always a plan B ready. So which means that when you are taking the risk, presume that, you know, you know 50% chances are that that risk may not turn out to be as successful as you want. But if that happens, then what's your plan B, right? And third, the ability to change. So don't continue with something, uh, you know, which adoption or or belief that this would not work and that that assessment should come very quickly and you should have the ability to change. So I think so These three things, ability to take calibrated risk, have a plan, be ready and ability to change is important uh, guiding principle for entrepreneurs.
0: Let's also hear what tips Satchindranath gave to our listeners in episode number seven.
7: What I call find your mozo. Every business, every individual has something unique about them. You have to find it. Most of the time, uh, you would have seen this. If you'll go and see a restaurant at one one place, uh, you know, five years back, you go, you know, or two years back, you'll all of a sudden see five more restaurants coming at the same place. Right. Or if you have one, uh, one shop of one particular type, five more shops would come. Because we don't intend to find what is good in us. We try to replicate what is good in others entrepreneurship is about finding what is good in you so whenever you are in that path please find out what is that one thing which is unique about you and your business and that one thing cannot be big you know for some people i have five good relationships, and those relationships are so strong and solid that that would make me successful right i have you know i have a unique place in which if i open a small shop i will succeed i have a skill set or certain set set of people which will make you successful think about what is your mozo and that would you know and that is more important and tactical in short term because long term actually your businesses you know become on their own because their cash flow their customers and all of that but when you are starting or when you're in early stage find what is the unique about it and a lot of people say no what is unique no there's nothing unique about me i'm doing what others do no that's not true Every individual have something which is very unique. You just need to find it.
0: Let's listen now. Guiding Principles shared by Aditi Jeswal, founder of Entrepreneurship Drive in episode number
6: 8. Okay, so I think uh, he should be passionate. Passionate in the sense, uh, not with an obsessive compulsive disorder, but passionate in the sense that he should really feel from his heart what he's doing. What, whether he really wants to make that impact, that change, solve that big problem, create that value. That passion uh, is going to drive him even in the bad times. when all the Sometimes the family will not support, the spouse will not support, and the social economic system is not going to support, but his passion is going to keep him alive. It's a very, very important thing to channelize that passion as a guiding principle for his business. And then comes the consistency. Now, when I say consistency, it is basically the navigation. So he should be very, very ready to fail. And it is, if he's not failing, something abnormal is happening. Failing is a part of entrepreneurship, is a part of business. And it's, again, it, uh, it, it it's important to embrace failure gracefully. But what needs to be done smartly is that today's businesses have become a shorter life cycle. They, it does not take 20 years to build a big business, or it does not take any more 8 to 10 years to build a unicorn. So we are having now unicorns in twin here and a half or three years, and big businesses are getting built in five years. So the short, the life cycle has become short. Things have become more smart. So if we can just fail fast, that would be good. There is no hang up. You have to do a little bit of trial and error in the process and uh, uh, the whole resistance which needs to be built, that okay, does not matter. It's okay to fail, but fail fast and pivot. So the consistency, yeah, exactly, and the consistency is that that even if you fail, keep going. Keep going. Find out another way to keep going. So just like the ants, you see, if you observe the ants, whatever obstacle you give them they don't know they don't understand you put a whole mound in front of them they will figure out how to climb that mound up or to overtake it or to bypass it or to form a chain or how to form a natural way to move that obstacle ahead so consistency comes there that may whatever happen is needs to be driven by passion and keep moving consistently and the third i feel is uh, for uh, as a guideline, since you're asking, is connection. Now, when I say connection, connection does not mean really sending connection request only in LinkedIn. It may be the two to three connections, valuable connections, you know, where someone trusts on the entrepreneur or someone trusts on his idea, on his big vision. So, those current currency is in the connection. That connection, that trust is going to build, again, a small ecosystem or is going to bring in other connections. Now, connection does not mean that don't work on your business and keep on sending connections. So uh, connection, it could be as uh, great as a connection as maybe an alumni of your father, or it could be a connection of that core people, that core four to five people. So, as as the masters say, you know that for an entrepreneur, you show me the four friends you hang out with, I tell you where your business is going. So, it's very, very important to have that whole mastermind or having that core connections in place, because then what will happen is uh, somehow that whole little strong core ecosystem will not let him go off the track. So, thereby, passion, consistency, and uh, relevant connection, or I would say, value.
0: Let's also listen now. Interesting tips Aditi has shared with us.
6: Okay, guys. Uh, so let's make this trendy since the marrow asks for the hacks. So uh, just put your problem statement in one place. A. What is the big problem you're solving? Let's take an example. I want to solve the problem of having public toilets. Um, well-hygiened public toilets in all the tier 3 cities. The, the, just an example. Huh? So... What is the big problem I'm solving? This problem which I'm solving here is I'm providing the public hygienic toilet so women can secure, safe, and other people can hygienically use the toilet. So that define the problem solution which you're doing. Define the very, very, uh, very specifically define the solution you are creating or the big problem you're solving. Now measure it. In the same hack measure, you may think it's a big problem, but uh, it may not be a big problem. You may think that, okay, that uh, in tier 3 city making this public toilet is a great thing to do, but when you actually go out on the market, you'll see that people there hardly, there's no way to monetize, and the NPS score is pretty low. So, figure out what the big problem you're solving, and do a validation that whether that problem is big. That's A. Then B is find out a use case. It's no more businesses are on markets and segments. Find out a use case that yes, May's, whatever Zomato was doing, it was just serving menus. It could be for, for professionals. It could be for the homemakers. It could be for, the, uh, for uh, students ordering. So what they did well was this, that they have taken a particular use case that they are giving the choice of all kind of food from the menu so the first use case of amazon when Jeff Bezos started was i want to be the largest bookseller for everyone in the world so define that use case don't try to understand that where is your customer what am i doing no no big logic what is the use case how what you're doing and third is the early adopters Who is going to be your first hundred people who are going to use your product results? And I would like to add a fourth fundamental, which is the secret sauce to find out how to scale from that hundred to thousand customers. So this is a fundamental, okay. But very important hack is uh, get the solution in place in extremely definite terms and find out that is it your assumption? Or is it a real big problem? And there are tools. There are digital tools to find that out. There are digital ways to find the NPS score. So you actually can find out whether your business has any viability or not without opening the business. You don't need to open a business. You can just figure that out without opening it. And then you figure out what is the use case. And third is get your first hundred early adopters involved. Let's listen.
0: Now, guiding principles shared by Ashwara Ravi, CFO of Kinara Capital, in episode number nine.
8: Sure. So uh, the three main, um, I would say, rules by which an entrepreneur should uh, level set is be firm, be flexible, and be fast. Now, in terms of uh, being firm, here it's very important to have a very clear purpose in mind as to what you're doing. If you have a very solid reason in mind for the product or service or the business you've created, then it's that much more easier to stay very focused because you're passionate about it. You want to make it work and hence that's something which you need to stay committed to. The second is to be flexible. Uh, As an entrepreneur, you will have a lot of uh, unexpected decisions, unexpected surprises along the way. And you need to be able to make very quick changing decisions because you need to be adaptive to what the external ecosystem sort of throws at you. If COVID has taught us anything, it is that the world, you know, it can change overnight. So be prepared for changes in market, changes in demand. Drying up of cash flows, etc., and have always a contingency plan, a backup plan. The third thing is to be fast. Now, not making a decision is also a decision which can cripple your business. As an entrepreneur, you need to be able to make quick decisions. I'm not talking about hasty decisions, which can again cause you more problem. I am talking about being very clear and quick in your decisions and during the course of the day itself you'll have to make numerous decisions so be quick be fast and it is best to keep moving in a direction and making the best informed decisions that you can and not get stuck up so that your business can keep moving
0: ashura ravi also gave some tips also let's hear those now
8: Three topmost, hire a CFO early on in your journey whose uh, mission is aligned with your business idea. They can serve as your sounding board and provide a very prudential financial outlook, especially when presenting to investors. And if you have any thoughts of scaling your business, this is very important. Beyond handling the cash flows, staying in compliance is also very important, which the CFOs can manage. Secondly, Keep a very lean organization. Keep your organization uh, to the minimal extent and not have extra personals around because uh, it's very easy to recruit but very difficult to manage extra staff. So, know what you need for your organization to function. In fact, I would say you should hire for. Uh, expertise and flexibility so that people who are joining the organization are very mission aligned with you and are willing to put on more than one hat so they're not stuck that this is my JD this is what I will do etc they are willing to move around willing to do other jobs and be flexible about it which is what you need while you are in a growing phase Um, thirdly uh, do take an iterative approach don't delay too much on getting your product or services out to the market. But if your customer gives you any feedback, then do consider your feedback and immediately take steps to change it because you're doing business so that you can satisfy somebody at the end of the day. And if that person is not satisfied, then you need to make tweaks at your end or changes to your end so that your business can flourish and above all, actively listen to them and always try to improve upon what the customers are thinking and saying so that it aligns you more in terms of your business realities.
0: Let's listen now guiding principles shared by Akash Kehani, Chief Operating Officer and Co-Founder of Insta Mojo in episode number
9: 10. I think, I think a couple of things that I will say, right? I think I always tell everyone and you always keep reminding myself and a team also. One is, a, Be very strongly focused on your, you know, customers and the problem that you're solving, right? Whatever you're doing, uh, there is something that got you to, you know, initiate that, right? You feel that, you know, I'm good at doing this or, you know, this is something which my customers need, right? There's a problem out there. Always remain focused on that. I think over time, we tend to take our eye off it for, you know, chasing maybe other goals, could be revenue, could be other things. Of course, it's not that that's not important, but always be aligned to this, right? That is something that you're solving, which is of great value. Never take your eye off it at the same time uh, essentially you have to keep upgrading yourself the market is changing really fast it keeps evolving uh, technology moves really fast right and as individuals or as you know entrepreneurs we have to keep upgrading ourselves right because again right uh, you have to always keep an eye on what is the next thing right what is it's, it's essentially you're being on a treadmill if you stop running you'll you know you'll basically stop lasting, right i mean you won't be able to survive at all right so you always have to be uh, updated in terms of you know what you know your skills be experimenting with you know newer things so i think a couple of these things uh if i have to add another if you say a third one maybe i think if i go back to the first point right always look at what is the problem you're solving and see when we run a business it cannot be about the money when i say money yes all of us of course want to have a better you know like create wealth for ourselves or for you know for others become richer earn more over time right but that cannot be the sole goal of a business right uh you start out doing it because you have an eye on something, right? You can do something better, maybe have a passion that you want to bring to the table, maybe create an impact out there. I mean, there always has to be a bigger uh, goal in the business. And that bigger goal cannot be money. Money is always a, you know, a side uh, effect or it's an outcome of it. Yes, if you do things well, money will happen, wealth will be created. But if you go about chasing wealth in the first place, it's not going to work out, right? So I think money is always an outcome. It can never be the sole uh, motivating factor over there.
6: Akash Kehani also gave some I'll, I'll tips. Call it a hat. Let's yes, I'm hear those A couple now. of
9: things, right, which I've also learned uh, over the years. Something, and I would not say I'm very good at or something. But one thing I've learned from seeing a lot of you know really good folks is you have to be shameless. You know, you have to ask for things, right? Sometimes you know we don't do that uh, for whatever reason, right? Either we feel it's maybe in some way beneath us or you know, we're just not open enough about it, right? And I see that in a lot of uh, newer, when I meet uh, younger entrepreneurs, or when I say younger, you know, newer entrepreneurs, they come to me and I'm like, you know, I'm able to sense this in them, mind Are you looking for, you know, help out there? Are you, you know, feeling too shy about it? Because if you do, then it's going to be different. You have to overcome that. So you have to be more forthright in terms of asking for things. And this goes for everyone, right? Let's say you are working in a company and you you want a raise, you have to go and ask for a raise. You want to ask for a promotion, it just doesn't come to you, right? So I think you have to be more forthright and you know about certain things but i think that is one other thing that i you know uh you know from our experience also right uh at least i'm have seen this in you know multiple times is you know you have to be able to turn uh your what do you say any difficulty into an opportunity right so i'll tell you like a couple of times that has happened is you know when from our side there was a bit of a screw-up right like a really big screw-up and when we saw we're like oh man this is terrible right i mean we basically have i cannot show this face to my customers but I then mean, it's such a screw-up right? it's such a basic thing that we went wrong with how could we do that but then you know you always think of you know, okay, how can you turn this around, right? Uh, how can you play this on the front foot as such, how can you turn this into an opportunity? And you always think of it in that sense, you know, like in one of those cases you know, we went to the customer and said, you know this is something that's happened really bad. But let me one thing is I'll turn this around to actually improve those processes at our site, but also it gives you an opportunity, and excuse to get in touch with you, right? Always look for those excuses where you're able to talk to the customer directly, indirectly, however, and you know, being able to present your side of the story and also you know to turn things around, right? So we saw this as a way they could actually talk to them, uh, explain to them what happened, admitting that we really screwed up and essentially also earning a little more faith or, you know, getting more trust from their side. So,
0: Also, very excited to bring next set of topics and guests for MSME Talk listeners from 12th episode onwards. Do subscribe MSME Talk to listen more exciting topics which are coming up. Also, please do keep sharing your suggestions as usual. this episode, I hope you would have got some answers to your queries and guidance for way forward. Do share your learnings from the episode, your feedbacks and suggestions. If you are an entrepreneur and have questions from experts or any particular topic or profile of expert you want to hear, or if you are an industry expert with MSME as a target audience, do reach out to us. Our link is given in description. And at last, Please do subscribe for MSME Talk podcast and don't forget to share the podcast link with your friends, family, and network. Take care. Goodbye. Happy to share MSME Talk podcast and the peak ranking chart Of 10th country in the Apple Podcast Country Level Entrepreneurship category. If you are an expert or provide product or services to small businesses, MSMEs, and startups, reach out to us to discuss Showcase Opportunity in MSME Talk. Contact details given in description.